I got a fever. And the only prescription is more This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Who are you? Julius? Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude laying a dude disguised as another dude. Barry Stump. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it. Let's let him do it. It's time. That's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, January 14, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today. He's been promoted since the last time he's been here, and now he is the VP of sales for Christoph Cigar. Call him Sir, goddammit. He, uh, he remembers everything. Jared Trudeau will join us live. And how healthy is the cigar industry? We'll find out all the facts as we go through the state of the cigar industry address today. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes. YouTube, Google Play, or Podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, let's not forget about our friends right here at Facebook Live. So, Barry, we have somebody on the CigarAuthority.com listening in. We want to mention him right off the bat because yep. uh, just in case something goes terribly wrong and he has to run off. So Alex Hilliard is in the chat room on the CigarAuthority.com, live from the delivery room, labor room. His wife's about to give birth. And he's still watching the show. Now, this has to be the second child, right? It can't be the first child. Um, we'll wait for him to it respond. It would be wrong. But... Now, as far as the second child, I understand. But it'd be funny if he just propped the phone up on her thigh. God, push, honey, push. <laughs> yeah. And he's really watching us. Hold on. They were about to discuss something right now that I wanted to hear. Can you, can you hold that <laughs> on for one minute? He's doing the cigar state of the industry right now. If she now. was any kind of woman, she'll wait till after the show was over, right? Hopefully she can't hear that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe she's listening along. The views expressed by David Garofalo are not, not necessarily not the views of the rest of us. <clears throat> but they possibly could be. It's uh, more soothing than, uh, what is it, epidermal? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So every once in a while we'll say push, right? Push. Push. And remember to breathe. <laughs> he can give us the dilation numbers as this goes on. It's just disgusting. Uh, it is. It's just wrong. It's wrong. So uh, we have Jared here with us. He's going to come on right at, right after, at the break, and um, uh, we'll be discussing Christoph cigars. But we're going to light one up right right now. Uh, something we haven't smoked on the cigar show yet. Um, what is this, Barry? Well, today we're going to light up the Christoph Connecticut, which redefines the meaning of a full flavored mild cigar made with a pristine Ecuadorian shade grown wrapper, Nicaraguan Habano binder, and Quad Habano Dominican filler. The cigar, which features a pigtail cap and closed foot, is the Kristoff that does not piss off Dave. No, it does not. And it was part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, retails between $8.69 and $9.19. And today we are smoking the 5.5 by 54 Robusto. Okay. It's time to cut the cord. Oh, oh cut the cigars. 
and the official cutting, even when they cut the cord, if he, if he would actually film the cutting of the cord and, and say, it's time to cut the cord. Brought to you, brought by, you by Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars. Cigars. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. Okay. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And it's Alex Hilliard's first child. First child. He is a daring <laughs> young man. What's the over and under on that man? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Just think, 18 years from now, his son will be having the first cigar. Right. And they'll be listening to this podcast. Right, because they mentioned on his way just before you came out. What if 18 years from now, there isn't the technology anymore to listen to a podcast? Like, this becomes so antiquated, like the VCR. Or Atari 2600 games. Sure. Or that. (laughs) So, he's chatting along with us also. Yes. On both the chat room and Facebook Live. Really? Because <laughs> awesome. nothing else is going on. Well, he's got her phone going because she doesn't need it. And right. he's got his phone going. Wow. Now that is a fan. That is a fan. I dig it. That's insanity right there. All right. So you, you mentioned unfinished foot. And unfinished foot means the rest of the tobacco that's left, they don't trim it off. They actually stuff it, eat the wrapper that overhangs on the end of it. So there it is that's there. So... You can imagine when we light the cigar and we draw in the first couple of puffs of the cigar, you're going to taste the wrapper on it because that's what's at the end of it. And and it typically it takes a good two seconds to burn through the wrapper to get that burst of flavor. The, the draw will be a little snug, certainly more snug now than it will be once we burn through that wrapper. Yeah, so you may want to taste the draw of the cigar, taste it before we even light the cigar. And you'll as you draw in, you'll feel it. it's pulling a little bit because it's not opened up. So it seems like a tight draw, but it won't be. Very buttery on the cold draw. Mm-hmm. Like buttered toast where yeah. the butter has melted into the toast. Yeah, the nooks and crannies on of a, on the English Thomas muffin. English muffin. muffin yes. Thomas thinking, English muffin. You guys are way off. It's scally bread with oh. a hard crust, and you mm-hmm. get that toasted, and then you put the butter on, and you re-toast. The butter saturates. I'm a big it's fan. A little crunchy, but you also would, a little soft. I know you look at me and say, no way, but big fan of that. <laughs> big, big fan. The problem with it is you've got to have two or three going so that you can eat one while you're waiting for the second I toasting. I know exactly what to do. You think I'm not a fat guy. You think I'm not a fat guy. I'm a fat guy in cheap clothing. I ran All into right. a cigar and I, and I got to witness this firsthand, by the way, the other day when I came up to talk with Dave a little bit. And uh, I walked in as Jonathan and Dave were ordering lunch. And oh, let's yeah. just say very exciting. that was an experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was an experience. Jonathan <laughs> earned uh, – they, they ordered I from a street, I get street cred, right? <laughs> you, got, you get some street cred, yeah. absolutely, uh, as does Dave. Because – well, here's the thing. Jonathan ordered turkey – from a steakhouse. Yeah, turkey dinner. The turkey right? dinner. Because because I don't have to do anything. I just say, I'll have the turkey dinner. I don't have to worry about adding anything on. I don't like the cranberry sauce. And it comes in a plastic thing. I get rid of it. And you I don't it. have to say, give me it medium rare or medium well or any of that stuff and have a mess it up and I get aggravated. This is the perfect meal. It comes exactly the same every time. I love it. Okay. But they don't give you enough mashed potatoes. And that <laughs> you double a, down. Me, as the With skinniest the fat guy you guys too. have ever met. I doubled down on the mashed and the gravy. Yeah, you got it. If you're going to double down on the mash, you got to double down on the gravy. And Dave, I, lo- I love Dave's order. Yeah. The grilled cheese. He didn't order. 
that's it. First of all, he's ordering from a steakhouse. Second of all, he's ordering off the kids' menu. Nothing wrong with that. It's a grilled cheese. It came with a cookie and a little toy. (laughs) And and he's playing with the toy while he's eating the cookie, saying, isn't this nice they give me a toy with my meal? But he didn't just get the grilled cheese. No, you're right. He also ordered an appetizer that the serving size on it was for four. So he had his appetizer and... His grilled cheese as the dessert, I guess. Yeah, so you don't have to go right to the thing. You move move around a little bit within the menu. <laughs> don't be afraid to look at the kids' menu and stuff. I'm always afraid to order off the kids' menu as an adult in the restaurant. Oh, we were, of course. We I were would. ordering from across the street, Delivering. and you weren't even picking it up. You were making me pick they it up. They don't know that it's not yeah, for kids. kids. I'm there. wearing two guys' regalia. I walk into the place with ordering two kids' meals because he ordered one, too. Because and the lady said, said, that sounds like a good idea. That's not good. Are there kids over there, or are these for adults? I'm like, oh, no, someone brought their kids. It's bring your kid to work day. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so what is this light? This is a nice light. This is the Vertigo Equalizer. It's brand new from the folks it at Vertigo. Nice. This is a redesigned spin off of, I guess, their Renegade. So you have a double action top, meaning you push the button down, the top flips open, four jets. You look at the bottom, and you don't see right off the bat. There's no cutter. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, this is a low-priced vertigo. They always have a cutter. Well, it does. It's in the handle. Oh, I don't see that. Boom. Flips out. How? How is that? Uh, flip it upside down. That right there, the other way. Oh, my. And it goes past vertical. And it goes past vertical, so you guys smoking the big, giant ring-gauge cigars will have no problem with it. I know what you're wondering. He didn't say it. Does it feature the patented vertigo big-ass tank? Yes, it does. Yes. And... Windows on each side, so you know exactly how much fuel you have, whether it's right side up, upside all, down. All three sides. It's an absolute steal at $19.99. Wow. This is the Vertigo Damn. Equalizer. All day, baby. Yeah. All day. So you, while you're writing up, and you mentioned Scallybird earlier, I have to bring up that I saw a rep this week who went on a 10-minute tirade about you last week tasting barbecued chicken skin on one of the cigars we smoked. And what was the problem with that? He wanted to know what were you smoking well, and what the hell is wrong? What was the brand? <laughs> if he was smoking the cigar that barbe- you guys were smoking, tasted barbecue chicken skin. He says that does not exist. Well, I, I, I have to take this guy up on a yeah. We take exception to him. So hopefully, you got mention, my back. And I said, will not mention names, but yes, I did chicken. have your back. He did have your back. I'm actually surprised at that. Except he's not mentioning the guy's name, so maybe he didn't. I don't know. Tell me off the air. And I told him today I would get. Kentucky Fried Chicken original recipe in one of the cigars we're smoking. So that's what I'm getting. <laughs> KFC original recipe. You can't just make up things that you're going to taste in advance. When you taste it, that's what you taste. And <clears throat> maybe I have an overactive imagination, but my imagination pulls these flavors out and matches it up to things that I've had. You're, that you're, I've eaten. you're right more than you're wrong, according to my taste. Thank you for adding that. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's you. But I taste no Kentucky Fried Chicken on no, this. No, neither do I. Yeah. I had, uh, early on, as I was burning through that wrapper, it was a well-toasted onion bagel where you get the – it's not just onion. It, they get the black onions on them so they're sweeter. Ah. And you get – you take a bite out of it. That was just with the, just with the outer wrapper. It went away. See, I got a little bit of salted sunflower seeds. Especially like the shell part. Aaron, do you eat curse. the shell, but you spit it out. No, but I'll. So I'm going to get attacked for this, but I'll suck on the shell before I break it open and eat the seed. So I eat it all. Okay. 
So my wife said to me the other day, I'm eating sunflower seeds. And she says, you're eating the shells. I said, I always do. And she says, you're really not supposed to. So I had the phone with me and now I can look at things. And I said, are you supposed to eat the shell on the sunflower seeds? Absolutely not. You get compacted and you may have to. You, you have, have some serious bowel issues. Yeah. Bad huh. things happen. And I've been doing it. So I actually. For your whole life probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're fine. I mean, I don't see any issues. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to see these kind of issues. Well, Chuck, you'd need some X-ray vision. I think buddy. he'd know if there was like some serious complications going on. He'd know, right? I mean, yeah, I gotta I stop know. doing that though, huh? I don't know. I, I really uh, don't. What, what is because... the point of having sunflower seeds with the shell? We have the technology in 2016. Just buy a jar of sunflower seeds. No, That's what you want. No, no, not at all. Go back to Barry's point. It's the shell. It's that salted shell. shell yep. That you just Listen, get a salt so shaker. Good. I want pistachio nuts to be red dyed so my hands turn red. They don't do that anymore. No, it's not the same when it's a white pistachio. Yeah, I know. It it's tastes healthier. Different. It's better for you. It doesn't taste in as good. Every way. It doesn't red taste number eight, as good. man. Whatever it was, they stopped uh, dyeing them red. Because it was killing people, more than likely. <laughs> and what is your point? What is your point? Um, okay, so tonight, uh, Chuck is leaving. Right, at, right as the show ends, yes, out the door, yep. New England Patriots. Here we go. Big game tonight, David. I can smell it. Divisional playoffs. Yep. Houston Texans in town. Yeah. Largest, ev- largest spread in the history of the NFL playoffs. I did not know that. Largest six, what? Six, largest spread. Okay. Six, Patriots are favored by 16 points. Yeah. So How the much? largest in the history of the NFL playoffs. <laughs> How much information did you know about football last year when you weren't boycotting them? Probably less because now I'm reading about it instead of watching it. You're still involved in it. It is not a boycott. A boycott is you have nothing to do with it. A boycott is not turning on the game, not watching the game, not supporting the advertisers. I don't of even the know NFL. who Chuck's playing tonight. You're watching the game tonight. I'm going to be at a bar tonight when we meet a few of Heidi's friends. I will take the seat with my back to the TV. Is he watching the game? Come on. I heard uh, I heard Chuck <laughs> might have a uh, pot smoking problem. By the way, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. heard that on to the uh, local national syndicated uh, sports sports, yeah. sports guy Scott Zolak was calling you out. He was, yep, for Denver sucking on some lollipops over there, Chuck. <laughs> lighting up some not. spliffs. Maybe twenty years ago, but uh, not, now. not now. Okay, so talk about twenty years ago. I started doing this about twenty years ago, maybe a little longer. Um, kind of at the end of the year, or at the beginning of the year, wrapping up what happened that previous year and where the industry kind of stood for myself and j- just jot down some notes of where the industry is exactly. Mm. So I could look back and then start making decisions and you, you look at the previous year and you say, here's what ended up happening. You can kind of see some trends. You forecast and, out. Yeah, it, because this is a business for me, right? I'm in the cigar business. So I would, I would always jot this down and then years later, looking back at the different things and just keep adding it to it. And I believe a couple of years ago, uh, we were all sitting together or something and I had showed somebody that was me. you and you said, why don't you do, do this on the show? So I don't know if it, it's very interesting for a cigar consumer because it's really the business of the cigar business, but I do it anyway. It's about 10 minutes long. I don't want to bore you, but I'm going to get to it and go through it and we'll be done with it. So uh, what uh, you're about to hear is not to piss you off. It's not for debate. It's simply to open my eyes. That's why I put this thing together. It's information, facts-based information. This is the state of the cigar industry. 
and I'm, it's an address now because I'm saying it, but it's, uh, I put it together every year for myself uh, to understand the industry and uh, what I can do for my business, uh, the right direction going forward. So here it is, uh, the State of the Cigar Industry Address, January 14th. 2017, the cigar industry saw a rising year in 2016 with imports of handmade premium cigars up nationally 4% for large cigars, despite our industry in a slight declining market for yet another year. Imports were up, sales were slightly down. Mature retail cigar stores were down in cigar sales for yet another year across the United States. This has been a 10-year trend and continued in 2016. Custom accounts were down in most retail shops overall, including cigar shops. Uh, this is uh, custom accounts for all retail stores, not just cigar stores, were down, uh, including cigar stores for yet another year. And down also was the average sales purchase and units sold in all brick-and-mortar shops nationally not just in cigars, but all brick-and-mortar stores. People are going shopping only for what they need right now. Black Friday, January 25th, 2016, reports showed that brick-and-mortar retailers were down double digits once again in sales and in custom accounts for all retail, and the same for shop local Saturdays. And while Cyber Monday once again broke records for sales and growth as consumers spent more than ever in history. As for brick-and-mortar cigar retailers, these sales, these drops in sales and custom accounts are because of some important factors, including deep discounting continuing on the Internet, lowering the cost consumers can get premium cigars and what they are willing to pay for them, and the creation and continuation of cigar shops acting as testing ground, tasting grounds for Internet sites. This is not just happening in cigar retailing, but lots of retailing, brick-and-mortar retailers are complaining that they are now showrooms for the internet. Um, and this is true. Apparel and shoe stores are complaining that they are now being used for fitting rooms for discount internet sites. Boutique small name cigar brands and companies have begun to suffer as deep discounting of big name high volume cigar brands have taken the consumer to look for cigars at bargain prices forcing down the average ring in retail cigar shops. This price drop in dropping sales numbers has created less in tax collected, and our government has opened the doors for increase in state and federal taxes because they're receiving less. <clears throat> the decline in sales dollars also has affected profits in most retailers. Fixed costs continue to rise to the retailer. Less coming in and more overall costs leaves less to the bottom line. The competition online has driven most retailers into a competitive mode, especially in popular name brands, offering deals and consistently dropping margins in units sold. Declining dollars coming in and less profit on what is going out. This is a recipe for disaster for brick-and-mortar retailers. In 2016, 20 billion cigars were consumed worldwide. Of the 20 billion, and I'm rounding all these numbers I have the exact numbers, but I'm rounding the numbers to make it easier for the people to understand as I read, the, read these numbers out. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of the 20 billion, 70% or 14 billion were sold and consumed in the U.S. Of the 14 billion consumed in the U.S., 70% of them were called little cigars, like cigarillos. Of the 70% little cigars, 64% of them were just one brand. Swisher, 
No wow. kidding. Wow, talk about market domination. That leaves six billion large cigars consumed in the U.S. Swisher again is the category leader, and that is with a 12% market share. Black and Mild, owned by Altria, Philip Morris is close behind with a 10% share, followed by White Owl, Dutch Master, and all other combined, making up the remaining. So we are our premium cigars in this. Where are premium cigars in this, Dave? Of the 6 billion large cigars, less than 5% of them were handmade or what we call premium cigars. 500 million premium cigars were sold in the world. The majority, over 60%, were sold in the U.S. That's 300 million premium cigars sold in the U.S. in 2016. But 70% of the 300 million were sold online. 210 million cigars sold online. 80% of that 210 million online is coming from just six companies, half of which are owned by foreign suppliers, suppliers selling directly to the end user. Those sales were now direct to consumer. Suppliers selling directly to those who used to be brick and mortar retailers. So the final count, just 90 million premium cigars were sold in all brick and mortar shops in the US in 2016. So here are some stats um, of how many people are smoking. There were, there, there were 325 million people in the U.S. in 2016. That's the third most popular country uh, in the world, China, India, U.S., third place. 23% of them are under 18. That leaves 246 million adults in the U.S. 2.2% of adults in the U.S. consider themselves cigar smokers of all kinds, 5.4 million cigar smokers in the U.S. Of the 5.4 million adults, less than 5% of them are premium cigar smokers. So it's a fraction of 1% of adults in the U.S. are cigar smokers. So we have just 270,000 premium cigar smokers in the U.S. right now. Um, it's about the population of Orlando, Florida. That is all the premium cigar smokers we have. 270,000 premium cigars smoked in total in all 50 states. That averages out to 5,400 premium cigar smokers in every state. 5,400 premium cigar smokers in every state. Wow. So we're getting really down low, right? Of the 5,400 premium cigar smokers in the state, depending on the state, over 70% of them, remember, are smoking online. That leaves just 1,620 people total in each state average who buy from brick and mortar premium cigars. So are you sure you want to get into the cigar industry? The numbers are very, very or small. Or are you sure you want to tax premium cigars at all? Right. There's right. nothing. There's nothing there. 1,620 people divided by every brick and mortar retailer who sells in that state. That's every convenience store, gas station, liquor store, golf course, just 1,620 total consumers divided by every outlet who sells cigars, and the average in every state is about 80. So now let's look at the number of cigars. Premium cigars smoke less than one cigar per day. The average state has 1,620 consumers who buy premium cigars in brick and mortar. The average guy who smokes one cigar a day and the average price of a cigar is $7 in a brick and mortar retailer. $7 times the 1,620 people. It's getting a little confusing for people. I don't know. 
comes out to eleven thousand three hundred and forty dollars per day per state. How much? One eleven thousand three hundred and forty dollars per state per day. <laughs> per day. Oh my god! This is a little thing. Don't tax it. There's nothing here. Specialty stores, stores that specialize in premium cigars, have that have a good selection. Took most of the pie within that state. The average retail shop in the U.S. did about four hundred thousand dollars for the year in sales in 2016, averaging slight, slightly more than $1,000 a day in sales. Total premium cigar industry, the U.S., that's manufacturers and retailers, brought in slightly over $1 billion total, and that counts brick and mortar, online, the manufacturers, the retailers, every single thing that people are making money, the entire U.S. industry is a billion dollars. It's, it's nothing. Hard goods, for cigar smokers like humidors, ashtrays, lighters, cutters were down again in 2016 and continued consolidation within that segment. This too has cut down sales uh, in the average purchase number in the brick and mortar stores. Limited release cigars this past year were in abundance as the FDA helped drive manufacturers to get any and all cigars onto the market. That's a reason why more cigars came in and the sales were less than came in. Limited releases drove people to search and the number one place where they search is Google. As for manufacturers, attention to the limited products has been foremost while taking their eyes away from their core lines. Access of cigars have been without a problem in 2016 with a slight bottleneck before the August 8th deadline as new cigars were flooding in. And we're wrapping up here shortly. In 2016, we say, Goodbye to newcomers. New companies began to exit the declining industry. The box to single ratio, box sales versus single sales continue dropping in retail shops uh, and even online. Retail continues showcasing singles while manufacturers are building sampler packs. In 2016, brick and mortar retailers became convenience stores for cigar smokers in their lounges for places to smoke, not always necessarily places to buy. Sales dollars and customer accounts in brick and mortar cigar shops are expected to continue to drop uh, for cigar retailers in 2017 without diversification, meaning selling cigars and uh, accessories to go along with them. More direct to consumers in various forms, including mail order, internet, direct to consumer, internet clubs, blog sites, wholesale clubs, and other are expected. Smoking ages are rising throughout the U.S. Most states set a minimum age to purchase cigars at 18. Many cities in 2016 went up, and many more cities are reaching towards the 21. There's an increased number of states and cities filing to increase legal age to purchase tobacco to 21. This is happening fast, and the outlook for retailers to lose three years of a customer base because three years of those are, for the most part, convenient buyers these 18 to 21s, buying a single cigar at a shop and not buying online at all. This change of age will hurt the brick and mortar the most. The pending FDA regulations, if holds true, is expected with just, um, just to make it worse with adding warning labels, plain packaging, increased pricing and fees, and no new products. As for cigar news, cigars have never tasted as good as they do now. Um, 
and 2017 looks like a uh, the cigars to come out in 2016 because of the crop of 2016 looks like a great crop and um, cigars will be uh, better as this year goes on. And that is it. This is the state of the cigar industry address today, January 14th, 2017. That's insane. That's right. right? <clears throat> so that is not debatable. And I know people are going to write to us and say things like that, but these are just the facts of what it is and having the facts there and say, this is what it is. Now, you know, you can, again, you can argue a little bit on the, the numbers because I rounded the number. If the number was 302,000, I said 300,000. If it's 2.2%, sure. I just said 2%, just so you could follow along and not get messed up with the numbers. But uh, that's the way I see it. Um, again, I do this for myself and I'll have put this in the pile next to all the other years that are there and start looking at trends of things to happen and make decisions uh, going forward. What are the decisions? I don't know what they are. We had our managers meeting. We had our uh, uh, employee staff meeting and, and let them know this is what happened. This is what it looks like going forward. What it looks like going forward is a guess. What I said there is what it is. Right. So You weren't speculating. No. It's depressing. Yeah. So uh, that's it. I mean – those are the numbers of what it is. So, you know, what are the moves from there? You retailer listening in, uh, as far as the consumer goes, uh, what can they expect? You know, you, you're seeing a declining in, in prices of it, but what you, what I look at is what you can expect is after they weed out some of these small manufacturers, after they weed out some of these retailers, then prices will rise. And that's usually what ends up happening in businesses. And some of the stimulants of the brick and mortar is the new cigar. And we're going to see less and less, yeah. eventually none in terms of new cigars. Well, yeah, really, there, there are no new cigars that are there. But what the manufacturers did, and very smart on their case, is is bang out small amounts to little key retailers and put lots of them out there. So this year, they're going to introduce some of those things that really hit the market, but very, very small. Right, they'll make them national yeah. instead of local. Yeah, and instead of a small amount, they'll put it there, and we're able to change packaging and things like that. But quantity stay the same and all that so uh who, who knows while you relight your christoph yes. connecticut i'd like to uh tell you guys what i'm tasting i've got spicy lemon pudding it's got a little tang from the lemon you got some spice going on there and then it's smooth and creamy after that see i'm getting a little bit of a buttery nut nutty taste like a butternut crunch that's what I'm getting off of this. Thing. Sounds like butter that wrong to me. Cigar is performing beautifully. Besides yeah, the bad taste in your mouth from your uh, cigar industry address, <laughs> what do you taste? It, it went out on me, and that's because I talked for 10 minutes straight without taking a hit on the cigar, and that's what will happen to you. So I have to pass until we come back from break. So let's do that. Let's go to break. And uh, I can't remember the last time he was here on the show, but he can because he forgets nothing. And uh, what I do remember is uh, he started off as a rep and today he arrives as a national sales manager of the company. Jared Trudeau from Christoph Cigar joins us when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. 
it's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar? Tom, mm. excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. The natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet. But then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Jerry from Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority, voted the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal in a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. I saw this young man, and I knew he was an up-and-comer, and now he is the VP of Sales 
call me sir god damn it he's a nice guy welcome back to the cigar authority jared trudeau thank EP. you thank you thank you i appreciate it it's good to be back so you're in your 20s i am and uh in 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 what to you seemed like a long time a, a few years two, yeah, two, yeah yeah has it been three years not quite not quite all yeah. right so a little over two years and he goes yeah it took a while and i'm like oh my god because it was a, a tenth of his age i guess but uh, in a couple of years becomes the vp so congratulations well deserved uh, i think that. you are uh, the youngest a VP of sales in in our industry, and uh, certainly the quickest I ever saw of somebody coming into a new industry, first time in the industry, right? Yeah, I never worked in retail. VP of sales. Other than Glenn, is uh, who is above you Glenn. in the company? That's it. Yeah. So is he the P? He's the P, and you're the VP, and I'm the VP. Okay. So you're not taking <laughs> you're not taking him down. This is as high as you're gonna go. Yeah, I yes, think, I think I've arrived at the class ceiling. You have peaked. <laughs> I peaked. I peaked too early. So Glenn Case, and we just we just heard his commercial on here earlier, and um, he is um, you just mentioned uh, a, a second degree black belt. Second degree black belt. What uh, what martial art? Taekwondo. Nice. Yeah. Same as um, Chuck Norris, by the way. Yes. Yes. Chuck yeah. Norris, the first uh, official white guy to get his black belt in Taekwondo. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. I thought you knew everything. Welcome to Oh, the, no, you just remember to... everything. Right. Not everything. Speaking of remembering, <laughs> what was the number? Uh, 1017432586 I think. So that for is those, that, that, for is those that don't know, when he was on the show last, we showed him a piece of paper with that many digits. Yeah. He got to look at it for about five seconds, and he still hasn't forgotten the number. Because this you, was March, March of last year, March of last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just stays with you. Things like that. Like, you but know, it doesn't work the way that you people think it works. Yeah. It really what do you but, mean by you people? Yeah. 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 You <laughs> people. It doesn't work like that. Bald people. You got to think bald, people. bald people. Yeah. I don't like the tone. Of you're that. very Canadian. You're wearing a Canadian tuxedo today. It could be Canadian. <laughs> I don't know. It is. I'll stand up so people in the camera can see I'm wearing uh, all denim, all denim, all, all the way down. Because it's New Hampshire, it's easy, to my it's toque, easy to match. My toque is in the car. I'm yeah. ready. So, if uh, can you remember what you had for dinner the first day of high school? No, 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 no absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not. Is like, it something that you like just, that. if you decide to commit it to memory, then it is memorized? Basically, and yeah. if you just don't even really pay attention to it, it just goes by the wayside. Well, some stuff, it. some stuff. It kind of depends. Depends on what it is, and there's random stuff that I remember for no reason i wish i could delete from my head but like that number yeah like that stupid number yeah <laughs> and it, it's stuck right that's the i end see of that. that yeah i will i will <laughs> always remember that on my deathbed my last utterance will be that stupid number so so you went you, you went from a rep and now you're national vps sales what what difference is that so that our listeners understand your job was to go visit people like us and see what we wanted for cigars yeah and now what do you do so basically so the way that it works is and the, the road to get here was interesting because it was I was Glenn's first in-house sales rep. So we had all brokers across the country who carried multiple different lines. And um, I was the first in-house guy. And then I had to cost justify the second in-house guy. And that, then between us, we had to justify the third and blah, 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 blah. And now we're fully in-house wow. except for one territory with inside of two years. So the plan was always going to be, Jared, you come on, you show me in how sales works. I didn't know. I had never been a salesperson before. I was in, uh, I was in big box retail. And, and Glenn was a broker himself. He was. That's how he so, started. Yeah. Business. Yeah. So his wife 
um, his wife, Terry, yeah. and her father, Vince, were yep. pro prolific cigar brokers. Yep. I mean, all over the Midwest and stuff like that. And they carried just about everybody when everybody was brokered. And so Glenn left his corporate gig, went on with Terry and started to uh, started to broker cigars with Terry. And, All right, so uh, everybody understands what a broker is. A broker is somebody that's working commission sales. Basically, you're off on your own. Yes. And then an in-house guy comes in and says, nope, you're going to get a salary and, and yeah. just work for us. You're not going to carry somebody else's line. That's exactly. It. Okay. Exactly. So Glenn started on the road doing that. And then um, with one particular large manufacturer, the principal of that, the owner of that manufacturer called him and said, Glenn, Terry, you guys did such an excellent job. Uh, you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> because now we can afford to hire our own in-house sales rep. Yeah. And so Glenn said, well, this is crazy. Yeah. Why would we work ourselves out of a job constantly? Over and so over. So you know what? He bought a, you know, a, 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 a dot matrix printer and started making premium selection bundles in his in his basement. And up until three years ago, the office staff was in his house, his whole basement, which is now like a theater room was uh, cubicles <laughs> and the whole business was run out of his house. So poor Terry, his wife would be up in the morning having a coffee in her bathrobe and 10 people would walk in, uh, go down the stairs and bright orders. And his, and his garage is all lined and everything was humidified. And he would have pallets and pallets wow. of cigars. He would do all of the D all of the drop shipping and stuff like that. And all the distribution out of his garage. This takes me back to when I was doing the state of the industry addressing how small this industry is. Cusano cigars. That's how they operated for many, many years in the garage and in the basement of the Nick Perdomo, same deal. Yeah. This is how they all get started. And then they're able to rent a building or whatever and end up having stuff. But it, it's just a small mom and pop, even on the manufacturing side, it's a small mom and pop industry. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. I just did uh, orientation for a couple new guys that were starting out in the Midwest territory and Dan Davison out here in, uh, in New England. We're excited to have both him and Kevin on board. Um, and Dan and I were sitting in the office and uh, it was like, uh, Dan looks at me and we're doing the orientation. I got my feet up on the desk and we're talking and going over the sales reports and stuff like that. And sounds intense. It's yeah, it was hardcore. This is uh, yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross yeah. stuff right there. So we're sitting in the office and we're doing the, uh, we're doing the orientation and Dan goes, when does everybody else get here? And I'm like, well, 33% of the office is here. The other 33% is in that office over there. And then Glenn is picking up his truck. Right. So I'm like, that's that's it. You know, it's so unbelievable. People think like, oh, you're manufacturers. You must have this bustling office where people are oh pushing a mail cart yeah. and stuff like that. It's three people, that's three it. dudes talking, yelling at each other like, hey, Ward, come get me this. <laughs> Glenn, what are you doing here? It's like it's so small in scale. When, when, when I early on, I, I'd say to the manufacturer, I'm going down to Florida or something. I like to go to the headquarters and, you know, you hear them saying, no, no, I'll, I'll meet you at the restaurant or something like this. And, <laughs> you know, geez, what's going on and then it's, i get to see and i go oh really oh my god it's just this yeah we hey. have a we have a conference room with eight chairs around it and i think like seven of them have the plastic wrap <laughs> yeah. still it's like we don't need we don't need it you no, know there was no conference the sales there. staff is the that's the team you right. know what i mean and then then the people in the in dominican republic and stuff like right. that. that's that's who make the business sure the sure. office staff we just course correct and Get you the resources you need to succeed yeah so your job is to oversee each one of these reps that are out there now absolutely and as much as you would travel you had a huge territory to begin with and stuff now you go to everybody's territory yeah and go with them and kind of babysit them and make sure yeah, yeah absolutely i mean it's it's we always say we don't nobody works for us you know what i mean we work 
we all have the same goal. Nobody has a more vested interest in Dan's success, for example, than I do, because if he doesn't do well and make the company money, I can't buy fancy creams and powders and neither can Glenn. So it's like we, we need <laughs> we need our sales staff to how, have the resources they need to succeed. And how large don't. is your collection of fancy creams and powders? Ex unbelievably. And extensive. why did you go directly down that road? <laughs> I'm not sure. You could have gone with ties, sure. shirts. Yeah, no. It's, no, it's all the creams, about the creams and, powders. and powders. Yeah. It's all about the creams and powders. My collection of fancy creams and powders is probably as extensive as your denim yeah. collection. <laughs> which is extensive. Which is every shade of every size. Yeah. Wash. They're washes. Yes. 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 So <clears throat> that change that happened that you go in national uh, with this your own sales team and they're not carrying other people's brands and it's not just another page. Have you seen dramatic changes? It was good for the company. It was. It's been extraordinary for the company. I mean, the uh, the like I said when when I took over the territory, not knowing a thing, I asked Glenn. I'm like, hey, so how am I going to get reimbursed for this? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like neither of us knew what the hell we were doing. And I, I and I said, so what do I do? I just go to shops and try to sell our cigars. He's like, yeah, yeah. Here's the list. Like. Done. I'll catch up with you in six months or something like that, you know? And so we had no idea what we were doing. So we've learned how to have an in-house sales team and manage them together. And because I was the first rep, every single hiring decision that we've made, I've been involved in in one sure. way or another. So these are all people that I have a vested interest already because I was like, oh, I know them. And now, yeah. You know, so um, that's that's really We've seen we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't just say, okay, well, now we're going to outlay all of this cash to hire an in house sales team if it wasn't cost justified. And we did it incrementally, which was very important sure. to the success of our business model because every step was cost justified. What and does... now the only thing that's not is me. Okay. <laughs> so that's my that's my prerogative now is to cost justify. What does myself. the vetting process look like? Uh, I got a chance to chat with Dan a little bit before we went on, and he's got some retail experience. He knows what it's like on the other side of the counter. So when he walks into a shop, which are, is awesome, are all of your reps coming from the industry or have you hired some from outside because there are some companies that only hire from outside the industry period yeah. no so really but my famous line that dan's heard and everybody every single person that works for the company has heard me say a million times is you can teach sales you can teach people about cigars but you absolutely cannot teach give a shit it is something you are born with it is something you are born with and there are people who give a shit and there are people who do not and i think that fit and that give a shit quotient are the most important things for us. I mean, we want. Should I, I tell him he's not allowed to say that, Am or I not are we just to gonna swear? let him go? Am I not allowed to swear <laughs> on the program? So um, <laughs> no. So and if you think about it from a selfish perspective, I have to. When I show up, when I land at the airport, Dan picks me up, and then I get to sit in a car with this guy for three days. And if he's breathing out of his mouth and sneezing at me and stuff like that, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to hang out with him. So we hire people that we don't have a problem hanging out with while they're really sneezing that's just, and coughing on you yeah you can't do that i will get out of the car and get rid of my own bit of a germaphobe yeah yeah I'm very, really i'm very particular you'd be surprised if hence the out. creams and the powders creams and powders absolutely yeah. that's where they come from yeah so it's a fit thing for us really all right so you came out with uh the cigar we're smoking now this is the spicy creamy what do you got lemon uh, pudding lemon spicy <laughs> lemon pudding which by the jared way i've to smoked me, enough of it i don't have any of that jared said to me that uh, he's considering hiring me to help do the write-ups for uh his brands but i'm gonna have to taste something different than spicy lemon pudding which unfortunately is what i'm tasting so so maybe it's a little creamy Maybe it's a little creamy. We'll give it. It's got some spice to it. So there's yeah. your connection of what it is. It's not a 
uh, super mild Connecticut shade cigar. I mean, there's a lot of spice here. It's yeah, there's a, a lot of Connecticut. On. It's, it's a, a departure from what vine. you would expect from a Connecticut shade. Yes. You would expect mild, mild, and this is very a full mouthfeel. It's mm. a medium bodied Connecticut shade. And the spice isn't overwhelming. No, 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 not it, at all. Intentionally, we try basically. If you smoke anything in our profile, what we try to do is because of the tobacco being double and triple fermented, we try to make sure we blend for we blend blends for his for for basically for his palate. Yeah, you know, and what he likes is stuff that's not bitter or harsh or aftertasty. I've never met anyone like who that. likes harsh, but some people do. I mean, too often nowadays when you smoke and somebody gives you a cigar, right. And they say, Oh, well, this is really, really strong. And it's like, it's not strong. It just tastes like, yeah, it's very I said that word again. Thank you. Not, it just tastes bad, you know, and it's easy to make strong full bodied cigars that taste bad. It's hard to blend a strong full bodied, full flavored cigar that is, that is palatable and smokable as the pissed off Christoph. Exactly. Very full bodied cigar, but blended medium. Right. So, so uh, one of the guys that works for us in the Seabrook stores, you know, I had looked at that cigar. We bought the cigar. We have it. I hadn't smoked it. And every time I'd, I'd walk in, I'd look at it again and I'd pass. I'm, I'm not up for it. And he said, no, no, it, it's not full bodied. You're not going to yeah, have a, a problem. Medium. It's a medium. At best. No yeah. problem. Wrong. It is very full bodied. I smoked it. I'm like, holy God, it's very, very full-bodied. But it's not ripping my throat apart. It's not um, making me sick or anything like that. It's very but, balanced. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Full, it's very full-bodied. Really, I, I would say that the success early on of Christoph was the fact that they looked like they were going to be powerhouses, but really came in in that medium, medium plus at best. So you have a guy that wants to smoke a cigar that looks strong, but doesn't want to be knocked on his butt at the end. So... It really was was very successful in that respect, but you guys needed something to bookend your selection. So you've got this, which comes in on the lower end of medium, and then that pissed off Kristoff is it's a nine and a half out of ten, in my opinion. Yeah, flavored, body, strength. Yeah, the whole. I mean, at one point, Dave said, "I'll get it," and he reached over like this, and then someone knocked over. A bottle and he caught it. I mean, he was seeing into the future. It was oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's straight Lajero. It's straight Lajero through the Yeah. Bottle. And the idea from that. But it, it burned well. Yeah. You know, you would think uh, all Lajero tobacco, high primings, thicker leaves, it's not going to burn well. It, it, it worked well, well, you know, it burned straight through and stuff. Sometimes somebody will make a strong cigar. You know, it doesn't burn well and stuff, but it packs a punch. Well, you got to have everything, I think. You have yeah. a cigar. You want it to burn well. You want it to perform properly. And, uh, and you guys good. thought of everything because even down to the fact that that is the strongest cigar you have and that is the lowest count box you have. That's correct. Because the full-bodied guy, the, the geek person, typically buys lower quantities than the guy that smokes Connecticut Shade. We sell more boxes of Connecticut Shade cigars than anything. Mm -hmm. The full-bodied guy doesn't always pop off for the full box. And by cutting that box count in half, I think it's a genius move because they are flying. Yeah, and the other thing with that, when you think about it from the business side of things, is having a ten count box. You're con you're in, you're touch talking to your customers more. You know what I mean? The sales sure. reps are oh, Dave is calling, Ed is calling, Jonathan is calling my rep a little bit more, and that way they have a better partnership. You know what I mean? They they yeah. can adapt to the business a little bit better and just have more contact. How much influence do you have on product development? So. 
because of the sales infrastructure, because of the management infrastructure, which is basic, it's not a tree, it's a pole. Right. Um, yeah, it's the Festivus <laughs> for the rest of us. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so because of that, Glenn, Glenn does all of the blending. I will take absolutely nothing away from Glenn. But Glenn will send out unbanded stuff and say, hey, smoke this. For example, with the pissed off, um, that, that idea originated from a customer uh, down in the Carolinas, I believe. And uh, the customer comes up and runs up to Glenn and goes, I've got the best name ever for you. And we're like, oh, what's that? And the guy was like, the pissed off Christoph. And Glenn was like, oh, that's funny. And he kind of chuckled. And then we're sitting in the Dominican Republic and we had several beverages. <laughs> and, Glenn, and Glenn. Of the and, alcoholic variety? Of the, yeah, okay. yeah, adult variety. Yeah. And Glenn looks over and he goes, what was that thing that that guy said? And I'm like, oh, the pissed off. And he's like, we should try it. And I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do 10 That's count boxes. Best name ever. We'll try it. And it was, and we started blending it and we were smoking the initial stuff. And I was like, all right, <laughs> we got we to gotta temper this a little bit because I was kind of turning green. And then we uh, we ended up finding a blend that works. Glenn found a blend that works. And well, the, the kitschiness of it, the, the, the gimmicky side of it will sell a few cigars right off the bat. But you guys have a cigar that will perform every single time it is consistent from batch to batch and that is the beauty of it yeah so you've got pissed off Kristoff. it draws a guy in for a quick laugh oh yeah i like full-bodied mm -hmm. stuff i'll try it oh my god is it good mm -hmm. and then the, it's only a 10 count box all right yeah. i'll take we a buy box. a box at the time and absolutely true yeah so do you guys have any product that you put out to small amounts during the year last year before the date that you can now say, okay, we're going to come up with a new brand next year. So we, because we've, we've been, we've only been around for 12 years, which sounds like a decent amount of time, but relative to these companies who are, have been blending and manufacturing tobacco for generations, we're a small company. Um, so we have, but 12 years ago predated the, the, you know, the predicate. Yeah. And at that point we were just throwing, we were throwing stuff against the wall to try to see what would stick because yeah. Glenn's a, you know, a white guy from Chicago. So yeah. he's like, he's not like, Oh, the tobacco, blah, blah, you yeah, know, right. he's a white guy from Chicago. So he's down flying down to the Dominican Republic and partnering with Rolando and the people in our factory. And so he came up with a million different things that were commercialized in small quantities, uh, but we didn't ghost ship. Okay. If that's what you're asking. All right. We didn't send out a bunch of random, like, Okay, one but, box but you have lots of things that but, you originally uh, And I say lots relative to our portfolio, yeah. you know, but we do have things that we can commercialize in different ways. That so will you? Are something. you going to come with something this year? I believe that we're going to have to come up with something. We haven't we haven't necessarily talked too much about what about what we're really going to roll out. Well, you've we, been rolling out a sales staff at this point. At so. this. Yeah. I mean, we we are business people at the core. You know what I mean? We are. Glenn's background is corporate finance. My background is is management and in, in, in big box retail. We are business people, so we're focusing on what generates revenue, which is the sales staff right now. Have you had to fire anyone in the tobacco industry yet? If I have, I had to, no, no, just no, just good. Well, not in the cigar business. Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan loves that part of it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I love it. I just <laughs> you get yourself worked up for it. I, I mean, you gotta... I mention it and you say, "I got this." <laughs> it seems like you're no, really into no, it. no, 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 no. You don't mention it. You go, "I'll do it if you're not man enough to do it," and then I have to do it. I would prefer never to do it, but if when you call me out, I have to. <laughs> I'm not going to let you win. Is that never. how it works? Is that how it works? That's yeah. Awesome. So. Um, you're not going to say what's coming out or, uh, you know, I'm looking for some stuff, sort of scoop that nobody oh, has. A scoop? No, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could give you the scoop, but. 
do, do you see something of your portfolio that's lacking that you wish you had? Well, here's a perfect example that I wished you had a Christoph Connecticut, and you do now. Yes. Is there something missing? You have the very full body. You have everything in, in, in between. Um, you really can't go stronger than that pissed off Christoph, but no. you could go milder than this. Yes, absolutely. We could go with something milder than that. We have a, we have a cigar called Britannia, which is a Honduran Connecticut shade which is, I think, a little even more medium than that, actually. But we really don't have anything milder. Um, what I think, I mean, the thing with Christoph is, and if you're a Christoph smoker or Christoph fan or you've seen it out there, where we don't name cigars. Like, we don't have, like, these crazy named cigars. What we do have, if you were like, oh, I wonder, I, I, if you're working in a humidor and you're like, oh, you know, you talk to the guy, oh, what do you like smoking? Oh, I like the Sumatra, I like Sumatra wrappers. Well, go look at Christoph because the cigar is just going to be called Sumatra. You know, we're really bad at naming cigars. We just call it whatever the what rapper it, is. Call it what it I is. Think you know? that, wrong with that. I think there's genius in that yeah. because there is no confusion at yeah, that point. Absolutely. And it's easy for the sales staff this to sell. This is the Criollo. Yep. This absolutely. is the Maduro. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think the only really – and so we've worked with so many with so many different tobaccos. So we have an African Cameroon. We have Sumatra. We have Criollo. We have different Maduros. We have a San Andreas. We have a Rapiraca. We yeah. Have, so we have, we've worked with so many different tobaccos. The only thing that we really haven't worked with so far is is uh, like a broadleaf, you know. Okay. And so I think that that could be something that maybe would be worth looking at. But right now, given the regulatory environment and stuff, it's right. deeply challenging to expand our portfolio at this time. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, uh, what else we have? Uh, you heard the state of the cigar industry address. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's definitely, it makes you think if, uh, if you can figure this out, Dave at two guys in, yeah. in New Hampshire, how can the federal government who is tasked with regulating us not figure this out? They don't realize how small it is. They really and, don't. And you always, I like to take numbers down to its lowest, lowest point of seeing, you know, we take a customer and say, okay, the average ring is $46 or whatever it is. You take it down to as small as possible. Uh, you end up doing that to an industry or something, and you say that that's all the amount of people is, and we're sharing that with everybody. And yeah. you, as a manufacturer, are sharing that with every. And I don't have the numbers of how many manufacturers and brands there are, but you know how much you're selling of that. And if you ended up making the pie chart and saying, "Here's all the brands, and here's the sliver that we have of how small everybody is." Yeah, you know, we're just little specks yeah. that are out there, and um, you know, let alone the. The, we didn't even get into the vape industry of, of the crossover that some people end up yeah. crossing over and going to vape or something. Pipes smaller than that. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, the pipe industry with each new pipe that the manufacturer pro produces yes. is considered a new tobacco product right. and has to apply separately. Which I will mean, be none. There'll be none. Will, nobody's going to do so that. So you, they can count. You might, might as well charge $100 million for every person that does it because – it's nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. So yeah. they're going to make no money doing this. And nobody ends up saying how small this industry is. Break, broke, broke down. That's why we, we as an industry, tried to separate premium cigars and say, no, separate this little sliver of premium cigars. It's only one state in this country that has done it, and it's New Hampshire. It's, it's separated that sliver and said, okay, here's that sliver. And then as the government looks at it and says, well, there's nothing there for us. Absolutely. No. The cost you have just to monitor that. To collect the revenue yeah. costs more than collecting the revenue. doesn't add up it's to a loss. And the, and the goal of regulation is either to protect the public's safety, which was done by Tobacco Control Act that adds yeah. up, that makes sure everybody is buying it at the right age. It's either A, to protect the public safety, or B, to expand the tax base. And they are doing neither. 
as a function of yeah. this regulation because if they're going to make a cash grab at least be good at it yeah. you know what i mean don't make it prohibitively expensive for us to to, to continue to compete all right we have to go to break want to stay on absolutely all sure. right beautiful okay we're going to take a break we come back a little halftime treat before we light up another smoke and uh lots more including what's up in the cigar world a versus segment and an offer you can't refuse when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Kristoff, Connecticut, you know exactly what you're smoking and keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. Why was the Sereno Cigar Company named Best Debut Company by many media outlets this year at the IPCBR trade show? Because they prioritized quality over quantity from farms to factory to their post-rolling aging process. The cigar is only as good as the time and passion put into it. Process the 20-year-old industry veteran, Anthony Sereno, knows too well. All Sereno cigars are rolled using the finest hand-selected tobaccos from Esteli in Jalapa Valleys in Nicaragua. All of these fine tobaccos are blended by world-renowned cigar master blender, Omar Gonzalez Amen, out of the esteemed boutique La Corona factory. Sereno Royale comes in four different blends, Connecticut, Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. Each blend contains five and a half year age fillers that were artfully crafted in 2014 allowing over two years of post-roll aging. These majestic cigars truly are aged to perfection. Get your Sereno Royales today. Two Guys Smoke Shop or go online at twoguyscigars.com. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're gonna be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast, or get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the US and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic, Diablo Classic. 
savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. What are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, Speed Racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. Bad guy, little code. Bad guy, little code. Don't. And Chuck. <laughs> Morrison. I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Barry knows what's up in the cigar industry. Mr. Jonathan has an insane story from the asylum, and Chuck is going to get debonair. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only cigar radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play or Podbean.com, and now Facebook Live. Okay, it's time for the halftime treat, and I'm oh doing something God. really different this oh time. Horrible. I, I'm being targeted, and I don't like it. And this is Jolly Beans. This and, is bullying. And these are not just regular Jolly Beans, but we're going to really test your, your flavor and how good you can test uh, flavors. And what I have here is what is called Bean Boozled. Bamboozled. And we have a mixture of different um, jelly beans in there. And there's some regular ones like coconut and buttered popcorn and, and things like that. But there's also ones that have uh, really bad taste uh, to them, like spoiled milk, rotten eggs, oh, no. barf, um, <sighs> booger, um, stinky 
something. There's a dog food one. Ah. Yeah. There's bad moldy cheese. You said you were staying on. So you have why to are, nobody told me this before I said I would stay on. If I have to do it, you have to do it's it. It's like Russian roulette with so jelly beans. I, oh. I asked, um, it says in here you may want to have a bucket by you when you taste these jelly beans because it may induce vomiting. Um, so I asked for a bucket, and this is what he brought me. Those are listening. It's a, a little cup. What is it's this? A bowl. It's a bowl. It's a little two-ounce bowl. It's two, a bowl. Two-ounce bowl. But it's a, it's a game of Russian roulette, basically. I would rather wheel. play it with a gun. <laughs> At least then I know what's going to happen. That could be That's arranged. So, so I have to go first. Give it a turn. This is a 50-50 shot. You probably put the I crappy ones How at the bottom. How is it a 50-50 shot? Shake it sounds it like a 1 in 99% shot. Oh, see, now a whole bunch came out. I'm going to just take the first one. All right. So now you're, you're a taster for a living. You can taste all these Wait, flavors. Hang on. This is not the first one. This is the first one. Yeah, but then you touch that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, you got to do two. Now nope. you got to do two. Right. Now you got to do two. No, don't. Now no, you touched mine. That was exactly what I was afraid of. <laughs> he says he's a germaphobic. Don't That's why he's got to eat it. That's no. part of the challenge. Like now it tastes like Jonathan's fingers. I'm not eating that. For Which sure. could it's be like, any of the things that he listed, by the way. <laughs> it's like doing a show with Howie Mandel. Just taste All right. It. I'm going for it. So yours is green. So I know the two choices it could be. Face says it's. That's not good. That's not. I lost. And <laughs> what is it? Spit it out <laughs> if you have to. It's Come not on. the worst thing in the world. Come on, Jonathan. Swallow this it. Is, you know you do it often. This is freshly mowed lawn. It is exactly is. lawn bad. clippings. Exactly what it is. No, I mean complete with pieces of dirt. <laughs> There's leaves. <laughs> I can taste sticks. Okay, Russian There's, roulette. I didn't touch any of those. I don't. I don't want any of that, really. So he touches all of them. Every single one of them, yeah. <laughs> peach. Oh, he got <laughs> lucky. He got Son lucky. of a peach. And if it wasn't peach, it was going to be, like, I, I shouldn't say. No, so don't that... say what the bad thing is. You go, Barents. I'm going to uh, turn the knob. And He's already touched them all. I'm going to take the yellow one. I'm going to take the yellow oh, one. Oh, don't do the yellow one. Oh, that's a real gamble. That's yep. bad, dude. All right. <laughs> it's a good time, isn't it, Barrett? Is he reaching for the bucket? No. Oh, he got lucky. Goat urine. I'm calling goat urine. Is that an option? Milk, sour milk. Just throw it that. It doesn't one. have like any flavor to it. It's like no flavor. Is it buttered popcorn? I would say buttery. Yeah, it's buttered popcorn. All right. All right, Chuck, go ahead. All right, let's do it. But there's legitimately like almost no flavor to it. You got lucky. Because there's some real bad ones on here. Oh, man. Th those two look the same. So you, you're playing Russian roulette right there. It's peach colored. Peach colored? <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> thing. Tastes like peach. Peach. You got lucky. You got peach. Don't give me them. Those are peach. No, they're not peach. What are those? Those are, those are different. That's a different color than any of the other ones. I'm picking my own. Oh, do the white one. Do the oh, white, white one. one. Do the white one. Oh, yeah. You got to do the oh, white one. Oh, he has one. a list. He's kind of like, well, it's yeah, he's cheating. Comparing colors. I'm going to do the white one. All right. He's doing the white one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to swallow it. What is it? 
rich boil milk. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. We let our really? <laughs> <laughs> he spit it out. It's gross. Remember, Dave, spitters are quitters. Don't be a quitter. Terrible. Want to sip a coffee? <laughs> God, I'm going to wash that the lawn clippings out of my that mouth. Kind of ruined my day right there. Hey, that was very pleasant. You guys play if you want. <laughs> Come on, A.A. Ron. Jump in there. A. A. Be a man. Who? Who could come up with this? It's crazy. What? Imagine the poor guy that had to develop the bad flavors <laughs> and taste. Yeah, how did he taste it? Went for it. Peach got lucky. Nice. Peach is a solid Does flavor. Does any of our studio audience have any cojones to try this? Come on, Frank. Come on. Dan. Joey. Dan, get up here, Dan. Joey will do it. Don't drink the white one. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got a player. We Dan's got a player. That a boy. Dan, the new rep, showing us Atta what his boy, chops Dan. are made out of. Yes, Sorry. it is. It's this orientation, is... Dan. Hazing. You're saying the wrong word. Orientation. It's no hazing. Dun, dun, dun. What color is it? Oh, so that That's... could be crap. So, so Dan has a multicolored one. Oh, you, he's, he's chewing without a face. Could be strawberry banana. Could be bubble gum. Yeah. Bubble gum. Lucky. Nice. Lucky. You guys nice. got lucky. This buff. Could, that one could have been rotten fish. Oh. Rotten fish. Uh, <laughs> toothpaste, canned dog food, moldy cheese, uh. lawn clippings. It looks like I got off on the easy Sticky route. socks, yeah. boogers, box socks. Rotten eggs. I haven't had boogers since. And um, spoiled milk. Spoiled milk is one of the new flavors. That <laughs> <laughs> you've experienced. It's gross. <laughs> okay. Hopefully this is the end of the half. Are you brave enough forever? Oh, my God. That was gone. All right. So what are we lighting up here? We got the Christoph Criollo, um, which is made in the spirit of an elite Cuban cigar. The Christoph Criollo embodies taste and richness that the passionado is looking for. It features a Cuban seed Criollo wrapper over Dominican binder with fillers from Nicaragua and the aforementioned Dominican Republic. We have the Churchill 7x50, and they range in price from $8.19 to $9.29. You know, it'll be a fun game to play with jelly beans. 50% of them have EPCAC syrup in them. So you don't know. You don't know for like 30 minutes if you got the Does bad one. Does it take one. that long to work? Oh, yeah. Really? I thought uh, it was quick. And is a jelly bean big enough to dose yeah. you? That's like you got to eat a handful. Yeah. And then you just got to pray you got the right ratio. Oh. You pick you pick seven jelly beans out. And right. if it's the right ratio... Now you're yeah. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cut. I got a little dry rub on the foot of this. Dry rub? Like you're gonna you're gonna spice up some meat. You're gonna do some barbecue and you dry rub it. Oh, okay. a little paprika, a little cayenne pepper. That's exactly what we were going for. A little smoky component. It's good. There's definitely more spice on this, especially on the retro hail. I think there's a piece of grass in that. The Connecticut had absolutely no, it's the no jelly spice bean. on the retro hail. No, it was the jelly bean. There was. I think I just got a piece a of grass out of the jelly grass? bean. 
All right, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Equalizer. This is a four-jet flame lighter with a single-action top, meaning you push the button down, the top flips open for you. You've got the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, three windows so you can check your fuel level, and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low, low price of $19.99. Value! <laughs> I got... Um, more of a upfront flavor with the Connecticut, to tell you the truth, right off the bat. No kidding. Yeah, this has some some pepper and earth right at the right at the initial light. It's a good pairing with grass clippings. Mm. I'll tell you what, was the grass clippings gross or was just? Uh, it was pretty accurate. surprisingly detailed. <laughs> As the spoiled milk you, was. You could imagine reaching into a thing of grass clippings and all of the things that would be in there. You, pieces of dirt and sticks and leaves and grass. So somebody on the Jelly Bean Company came up with the idea, hey, let's make something that tastes really gross. People will <laughs> buy this, and here you go. People bought it. People bought it. Like you? Mm -mm. <laughs> I got it for Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right, so Barry. family watches the show, so they, they're all part of this halftime treat nonsense. Yeah. There we go. Barry, what's up with the cigar world? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Well, in a story first reported on by the Cigar Authority, the Davidoff Series 702 now has some new details thanks to a press release from the company. The cigar will be available in a multitude of sizes, ranging in price from fifteen eighty to thirty six fifty. You got the scoop on that, Barry. Yes, we did. Yeah, good going. The biggest piece of news is that the blend has changed slightly from the original release, which originally had a Connecticut hybrid wrapper from Ecuador. It now has a hybrid Habano wrapper from Ecuador. In other Davidoff news, the company and Matt Booth has severed ties. Ah. According to Matt Booth, the contract has ended, and I think it's time for a new beginning for Room 101. I am grateful for the years of partnership and support from Davidoff. This might not be the last we see of Mr. Booth, as they search for the trademarks for the cigars associated with the brand belong to his corporations, Conspiracy Incorporated and the 101 Corporation. Even as a tobacco product? Even as a tobacco product. Okay. Imperial Brands, the parent company of Tobacolary USA, Altatus USA, as well as stakeholders on Habanos, announced a new joint venture that will enter the Chinese market. The move was announced by both Imperial and Japan Tobacco International, which has created speculation that JTI is purchasing Imperial. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what kind of conspiracy theorist must you have been, Barry, to hear that Matt Booth and Davidoff are severing ties to go research who owns the trademarks? I got a few ideas, but I'm not ready that to is, publicly put them out there. <laughs> that is, that, there will be some FDA issues of having the cigars made by somebody else because it's a change of factory. According to Davidoff, um, he wouldn't be able to do that. How true that is, I don't know. Uh, but I think Matt Booth will resurface by the trade show. As by much, the trade show. By the trade show. Wow. wow. As much as I like to break your chops all the time, all the time, 
Uh, I, I got to give you a pat on the back for that, for doing the research. That's good. Yeah. And when it comes to Japan tobacco, if you go back to when we uh, kind of set out what was going to happen in the industry, mm -hmm. uh, where it was going to go, Japan tobacco was mentioned early on on that as yes. some of the key players that were going to come in. And here it is, Japan tobacco taking Altadis. Wow. Uh, makes sense. Allegedly. Once again, the great Garofalo was able well, to see into the future. We'll see. Cigar Rights of America has issued a legislative update as many state capitals have opened again for business. All the details are available at thecigarauthority.com with links to tell your local representatives that we will not accept draconian taxes, which include a 65% tax right here in the state of New Hampshire, as well as proposals in nearly other sta dozen states. But it's not all bad news, as there is also a proposal here in New Hampshire that will allow businesses such as bars and restaurants to allow smoking if the owner chooses to do so. Wouldn't that be a nice thing that you get to own a business and then make all of the business decisions that's, around your business? That's the idea of it. That's insane. That's yeah. We're gonna get that's a silo. We'll that's get insane. we'll get deep into that next week. That'll be part of next week's show. But don't you think, you know, a, a guy has a restaurant and it's a cigar smoking restaurant. It's plastered all over it, and he could actually survive because he has something different than somebody. I would else. eat there yeah. every day, every day. Here we go. And lastly, as in past years. Uh, the new Congress is getting together once again, and another bill to exempt premium cigars has been introduced, H.R. 662, um, which is pretty much the same language as bills in the past um, to create an exemption for premium cigars. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. Yeah, next week we'll dig into uh, what's happening here in New Hampshire and try to be the first state to overturn uh, smoking laws and allowing it to restaurants. Way. We'll get deep, deeper into that. I'm actually going to hearing on Thursday. You're going to bring the recorder? This. No. Can you do that? Sure. Uh, the press does it. Really? And you are technically. Uh, maybe. Okay. Very, very technical. I mean, you really get going deep on this, but you are part of the media. You, you could be there reporting. <laughs> we had a media pass before. Remember when we went to the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival and they yes. gave us a media pass? Oh, you so weren't had, there? Yes, I was there, but at, okay. at, at, I think that at a festival they can just say your media if they want to they did because i don't are. think it counts nationally or at the state level to be able to walk in i don't think you have a press pass but i don't see why you couldn't bring a recorder and have it in your pocket Chuck might have a press pass yeah. do you have a press pass i do so yes there we go can dave borrow it <laughs> yes i'm with him i'll carry his stuff <laughs> the camera boy yeah that's okay um the following week, January 28th, Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar will be joining us. And from the Ashholes. Yes. And on February 4th, we will attempt a world's racket live here on the Cigar Authority. We will attempt it. And the show may go long. I'll give you a heads up on that one. We, if things are working out as expected, we will go long on that show. And uh, What happens if it ends early for all of us? Then we're going we home on time. Do we end the show early? No, never. Okay, I didn't no. think so. February 11th, uh, no Dave, Mr. Jonathan. We're off to Nicaragua. And maybe no Chuck, depending where the Patriots go. Oh. That's true. What, February 11th. What so we'll have a... When's the, when's the Super Bowl? Uh, the 12th. 12th. Oh, my goodness. In Houston. 
So what would you call at that point? It, well, it might be me and Derek, and uh, some ideas are a rep, or maybe Ed. Um, yeah, for two guys. the show must go on. The show must goes on, go on. If it's just me and Derek, we'll probably bring on a guest. If Chuck is here with the Patriots, if they get eliminated, it'll be the Three Stooges. Really? <laughs> okay. Oh, that ding-ding sound means it is time for the matchup of the week. Uh, matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS stands for Versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And the battle today is between the wheelbarrow and the dog as Monopoly pieces. It's the easiest no. one that you've ever given us. The wheelbarrow it's and the dog. The wheelbarrow. All day. Every, every day. day. Whoa. It does not fall over when you accidentally bump it or hit it with a die. Every time you hit it, tap it, somebody taps the table, the dog falls over. I'm now, taking the dog. Wait a minute. I want guys. the race car, but that's not one of the things that's that you're right. saying. So. I have the answers to this question. There is, like, there is an I'm answer. giving you the answer right now. You it's can the give all the answers wheelbarrow. you want. No, it's the dog. But this time we have an answer. Oh, which one it is? It's definitely the dog. Definitely the dog. Definitely Man's the wheelbarrow. Friend. What do you got? It's the wheelbarrow. More people probably choose the Jared, dog. Jared, what do you got? The wheelbarrow. The Come on, guys. The wheelbarrow. Dave, help me out. I have the answers here, so I don't want to help out. <laughs> so, uh, according to Lifestyle Thrillist, which has all which these, it sounds legit. It must be legit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Solid media <laughs> yeah. organization. In between their coverage of the presidential election, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> They reported on the Monopoly pieces. Uh, this is fake news. It's all right. It's <laughs> the our dog, source. by the way, has a name. Do you know the name of the dog? Spot. Scottish Terrier. Scotty. So that's close enough. There you go. For a point. I know my dogs. The dog is more dog. popular than the wheelbarrow. Chuck Thank Marcia. you very much, David. Thank you. Dog is, I call B and as we said, it was a legitimate source. I call <laughs> BS on the VS. <laughs> we, we can get deeper into that. Do you have what, what is number one? The car is number one, yeah? Very, have, very. Like, I do. Yeah. Very odd. What number one is? It's not the, the car. Top hat. It, it would be what I th would think last. The top hat. Last would be the iron. Yeah. The iron is uh, is retired. The iron has been retired and in nobody 1998. Wanted nobody wanted. Can't it. have that. In, as is the cannon. There is no more cannon. Too violent. Uh, purse. There used to be a purse. I don't remember it. Too feminine. Rock and horse gone. Lantern gone. Too childish. Horse and rider gone. There's a cat now. There is a cat. He's new, and uh, what's his name? I don't know. Poussois. <laughs> so, so I'll just tell you some of the things that that still exist. There's still a hat. Yeah. There is a car. Yeah. There is a thimble. Car's number one, obviously. There's a mm -hmm. shoe. There's a battleship. A nope. dog. A cat. And a wheelbarrow. Nobody even knows how to use a thimble anymore. Well, I was gonna say, what would you say is the is the last? It must be thimble. Thimble, right? And you're gonna probably say it's first. Thimble is first. Yeah. Crazy. Get the hell it's out the of here. First chosen piece. Never, because you can use it. I, yeah, Aaron was saying you can use it. <laughs> they I put guess. it on your finger, and you can. You do you even know how to use a thimble? I don't even know. No. no. <laughs> See, a thimble, you put it. You would put it on your finger to push something through a denim shirt like this. If you were stitching it by hand, denim's too thick to use your finger over and over again. So you put the thimble on. It's got the little pock marks, and you can push the needle through with your finger. Oh, that's it, and that's the VS uh, that's the hypothetical one. battle of the week from uh, Victor Sinclair Cigars. Things you learn here on the show, huh? Unbelievable. Completely useless. Completely. I came in I here like not it. knowing how to operate a thimble, and I will leave a better man for it. <laughs> well, while you're enjoying life till it's full, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. 
gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with, wait for it, suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, keep your mouth shut. Amen. What? When in your local cigar shop, do not talk about the other cigar shops in the area. Now, what do I mean here? If the other unha- cigar shops in the area is my guess. If you're unhappy with the selection before you, it's quite simple. You don't have to shop there. But please, don't make it uncomfortable for the staff, the owner, and or other customers by bitching or complaining or talking about said competitors. Not only is it extremely uncool, it is far from being debonair. Amen. The same rule here applies to restaurants, barbershops, really any form of brick-and-mortar retail business. As we always say, vote with your wallet. If you're unhappy or dissatisfied, take your business elsewhere. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Absolutely. Yeah, I nailed that one. Absolutely. Perfect. So what's number two? The thimble's number one? It's got to be the car. I mean, the car's number one. The car's number two. Yeah. So with children, right? We want to drive the car around. And the thimble you can put in your finger, something you can do with it. So yeah. mom always used to like the thimble too. She would she would say, I get the thimble, and I'm like, You can have the thimble. Absolutely. <laughs> take I it. want the there car. There's no competition over Or the, the cannon. cannon. One and two. Cannon goes away. Well, the cannon was around when I played Monopoly as a kid. You, you still don't play Monopoly? I haven't played Monopoly in a long yeah. time. I, I had like Heidi buy Monopoly this week. Yeah. Not knowing that was the question. Right. I had the urge to play Monopoly. Wow. So for eleven ninety seven, she picked it up. Aside, aside from uh, Broadway and uh, Boardwalk, what is your favorite piece of real estate to own? The railroads. I, I like yeah. the pur- I like the purple. Medi- well, it used to be purple. Now it's brown. But Mediterranean the cheap and, ones. Bal- and Baltic. The cheap. Because you always go over Do Not Pass Go by one, one or you land on yeah. it. But you, we get in six bucks. Right. But you put up the hotel and it's <laughs> you put up the hotel. It's 600 bucks. Yeah. 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 I'm with John. Do you Friday. guys pl- do the the thing with the uh, the free parking? If you land a free parking, get all the money in the middle. Yeah, the fines. Because yep, yep. yeah. that's not officially part of the rules. It says in the rules that that landing on free parking is nothing. It just means it's free. But we in New England, I think it's a New England thing. We added. Yeah. You no. get the money from the middle. Did it in New York? A five hundred dollar bill and anything that you had to pay the taxes or a community chest card would go into that yes. pile. And then when you land on free parking, I thought that's the way. It- it was actually the right way. It's not the right no? way. It's not in the yeah. rules. Mm. I've never read the rules. <laughs> well, that's actually, I don't think I have anyway. So here's what I'll say about the cigar. This is the Criollo. Meaning what? What does that mean, Criollo? Criollo is just a word. It's just a word for basically like a naturalized thing, like an indigenous thing, you know? Yeah. So like there can be – like if you go to like a Spanish restaurant, for example, you could see like – like the special, you'll see Criollo written several times there okay. because it just basically means indigenous to a region or a place or okay. something like From that. There. So it's a, basically it's a non-word. Yeah. Well, the official <laughs> the official definition of Criollo is a social class in the hierarchy of overseas colonies established by Spain since the 16th century, especially in Hispanic America, con- 
comprising of locally born people of confirmed European ancestry. Right. So that's where it comes to that colloquialism. It's it's, yeah. it's a the people indigenous to that region, yeah. things that are associated with that and that and the tobacco being associated with local that region. To that area. So well, all I know is you guys have all had check checks mix, right? Yes. Yes. Without right. question. So yeah. The Melba toast, not bad. In not the Chex Mix, I gotta definitely. say, not and bad. the active ingredient in Chex Mix is the soy sauce. That's the that's the prominent flavor. You get a little bit of the salty quality, that soy quality. So Chex Mix, Melba toast, soy sauce, hundred percent Melba toast. Nailed not it. bad. Nailed it. Not bad. Not what I had written down. I showed Jared, and he shook his head no, and now he's tasting it. Just admit it. Yeah, yeah. You need me to write. You this. need me to write for you. You're, is, yeah, you're all over this. I, I would say this is a straight medium-bodied cigar. It's a little pepper notes that I have in it. Yep. And it has more body than the Connecticut, but the Connecticut is more full-flavored. Yes. Which is surprising. Right. There was more complexity in yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, there's a lot happening in that Connecticut. I love mm -hmm. that Connecticut. Not that there's anything wrong with this, but I've had this many, many mm -hmm. times. And going back to back, it's very interesting that, that there was uh, – more flavor in that Connecticut. People yeah. look at Connecticut as there's not going to be a lot of flavor here, but there's more flavor actually in that Connecticut. So uh, let's go to break and we come back. It's the offer of the day a peek into the asylum, a classic three way, and some letters in the mailbag. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavana Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? 
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose in 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we are back live in the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We've got Letters, Insane Asylum, and uh, guess whose birthday it is. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. You ever get the check mix? and put it in a pan and put it in the oven and heat it up. I thought that was the only way to do it. Okay, because it makes it brighter. The flavor is even brighter, and that's what you have here. What you're saying, the check mix, I have it, but even brighter um, of flavors. They're snapping right at you. A lot of different flavors, spices, a lot of different spices. Um, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. All right, Dave. 
I've done a little research. Okay. I have figured out how to increase overall productivity at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, you probably know it's important to take a break every once in a while. Maybe you take a break for lunch. Yeah. Maybe you have a cigar. Where am I going with this? I you look know. nervous. I don't know. <laughs> in fact, it's been proven that taking short breaks can help improve your productivity uh, over trying to work straight through the day. Of course, what you do on these breaks is your business. But in case you're wondering, masturbation is not a bad idea. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jeez, this past Tuesday, <laughs> a UK-based newspaper, The Metro, asked a few experts whether or not masturbation breaks are good for workplace productivity. And overall, the experts agreed that it has benefits. Oh, my God. Not just one, but two experts chimed in. Uh, no more breaks for you at all. We're not going to break <laughs> during the show anymore. We're just going straight through. <laughs> a masturbation break is very effective at work and is a great way to relieve tension and stress, according to Mark Sargent. Uh, to be sure, masturbation has its physical and mental benefits. Oh, it releases endorphins, which eases stress, reduces pain, and even improves overall sexual satisfaction, which I know you care about my overall satisfaction. Uh, of all things, you'd likely agree are good for you and uh, add to your overall productivity. The one drawback is if you do this at work, is the frustration built up if you can't climax <laughs> in the allotted time. Uh, you may feel pressure to get back to your desk by a certain time, and so you got to be careful. Now that. I know why the stall at Two Guys Smoke Shop Nashua has a poster of Mr. Jonathan behind the door. It has a pic. Yeah, it has my picture. I need sometimes a little, a little boost. Uh, that's insane. Insert off-color double entendre here, Joe. Off-color. Yeah, goodness. that's asylum. We have an extra we have an extra closet over there. I'm just saying we make we a need, booth. We now need approval for all your insane stories before we go on the uh, <laughs> there's, there's no need of them and uh that is it. Okay, um uh, the offer of the day. The offer of the day brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? You want some low price or you want some high priced? We did uh, high price last week and uh, it was terrible. So let's do low price. Low let's price. 500 uh, bucks. Let's see if yours is better than my asylum. We All both right. lost a limb last week if we would have taken it. Right. A lot of money to cut your arm off. This time, five hundred dollars. Lick a man's armpit. One, one lick. <laughs> five hundred dollars cash. Jonathan does that on a regular basis. Yeah, this, that's a weekend for me. It's just like an ex little excursion. But this is not going to be somebody you're fond of. This is going to be. We're going to go downstairs. The first guy that's down there. Well, you have to get the guy to sign up. So how much are you paying the guy to me, let me lick his armpit? Me after a workout. When was the last time you worked out? I'm safe. So you're safe. Wow. Wow. That was dark, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in. 500 bucks, I would lick a man's armpit. 500 Hell, he would do it for free. Jared, you'd do it? There's no dollar amount. No, no dollar. There is a dollar amount. Shut up. I would not lick somebody's armpit. 2,500 bucks. I would have, yeah, it would have to be enough to get me a prosthetic cup. To replace the one yeah, that I've just sullied wanna, for he, he didn't want to touch the um, jelly Oh, bean. that's right, because you're a germaphobe. I will not do that. Oh. Gary? Hell no. No way. No way. Shot? No. No way I would do it You either. are a liar. 
For five hundred dollars, you would lick a no, man's arm. No, for five hundred dollars, no. no, I wouldn't either. I think you would no. do it because you would do it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think you might do it on a dare. That <laughs> is, that is my burning sexual Keep desire. Keep the money, Dave. He's gonna do Keep it. The money. Of all of Pro the things now. that I do that are questionable. Licking other men's armpits. That's what I go to. That's my go-to move. <laughs> you got me. It's like the swirl, but different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And that I don't want to know. And I don't want to know. That is the Don Raphael offer today, and it is a failure. $500. Mr. John, you sick person. You're a sicko. And uh, that's what we think of you. Uh, you got anything in the meal? I'll bag touch yet? myself at work, and I'll lick a man's armpit. You will not touch yourself at work. And, uh, and I didn't. I didn't need need to know that that had to be put on the list of things you can't do. But it will be on that list the, today. The, the next staff meeting, uh, agenda item number one: there is no touching yourself at work. Yes, and that's the whole meeting. All right. This uh, was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Rob writes, "Love the show. I have a suggestion. Yeah." Do not dwell on icky things to eat. A bowl of toenails oh, you is pick, not... You picked the wrong week for that, huh? <laughs> a bowl of toenails is not something your advertisers or any of us want to associate with cigars. Okay, one more suggestion. No extra charge. Have Chuck look into the works of the great American moral philosopher, Judith Martin, also known as Miss Manners. Such a wealth of good sense and humor. Happy New Year. More cowbell. Not in, awesome. not in our ears. He didn't say that. No. Yeah, somebody said that before. They don't like the way the cowbell goes. They don't like this. You don't like uh They didn't say they didn't like the cowbell, just not in their ear. So we're going to get away from the, the eating type thing. But is licking the man's armpit considered an eating thing? Is that a gross I, thing? I, I, think I wish, I wish this liquor. had been one of those days where you had to cash the pony up. I would have done it. I mean, there's a whole store downstairs. There is. There is. <laughs> the just I got to get the guy to allow it to happen. For an extra hundred, would you let him lick yours, Barry? No. No? No. Chuck? Sure. You'd let him lick I'd let him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a spiteful yes. Oh, yeah. That's a spiteful <laughs> yes. Yeah. Chuck may or may not have showered. <laughs> there's worse places that we have all had our mouths. Just going to say that. <laughs> Chuck, I notice you're not in a suit today. You're off no, well, it's number one. It's a home game, so there's oh. no travel. It's not a travel day, and my uh, my attire is in the car, so I'll oh. change. You know, when I get to the stadium. All right, so let's get to a classic three-way, and let's turn this into a four-way today. You've heard Giggity. of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history, it is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under. Get this under. $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Not to interrupt the show and talk about cigars or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, why, would, why would we do that? We are smoking the Christoph Criollo, which is performing unbelievable. I'm looking at everybody's ash, how beautiful the, the cigar is, is burning on immaculate. every single one. It's a 
perfect looking cigar when you, you want to take a picture of this. I mean, it's burning beautiful. Um, today is January 14th. Who is our champion here? I think that would be me. It is Barry. I uh, just would like to let everyone know that Millard Fillmore was the 13th president yes, of the United Yes, I saw States. that. I saw that. Um, he certainly is. He is. Uh, January 14th. Today is the birth date of LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James is what that stands for. Wasn't he mad as hell? LL Cool J is mad as hell. Uh, one of the first true rap superstars who debuted, uh, debut album Radio went platinum. Uh, studio album Mama Said Knock You Out, considered right. one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. Doing also, it. Don't oh, forget about doing it. Okay. Also became an actor, appeared in films Any Given Sunday and SWAT, and joined the cast of NBC series NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles. Born today, Barry Stein. What year was LL Cool J born? 1968. 68. 1966. 66. I have 68 as well. 68 as well. 69. 69. We have two points for two people. 1968, wow. Barry and Jonathan. Wow. Boom. Two points each. Now, yeah, see, Jared, I have notice how big the score chart is here. I have to keep track because someone cheats so that someone else wins. Oh, really? <laughs> Chuck. Sir. Aware. David Grohl. Today is his birthday. Uh, Foo Fighters? Rock drummer, vocalist, and guitarist who first rose to prominence as the drummer of Nevada and went on to become the founder and lead singer of the Foo Fighters. He played drums for Jack Black in the T Tenacious D and Dr. G. Dave Grohl. Today. What year? 1968. 68, he says. <laughs> I'm going to go 67. 67. I'm going to go 1971. 71. I have 67 written down. 67 written down. And uh, 68 will take it, Chuck, at 69. All right. All right. All right. So Chuck's on the board. It was one. Barry, two. Mr. Jonathan, two. And Jared, JT, nothing. Zero. Nothing. We have three more. Goose egg. And this goes to Mr. Jonathan. Jason Bateman is an Action actor. superstar. No. Known for his roles in film and television and most widely known for being Michael Bluth in the comedy series Arrested Development. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gained fame as a teen actor in the sitcom Silver Spoons and The Hogan Family. His films credited include Juno, Horrible Boxes, Stasky and Hutch, Up in the Air, Zootopia, and Identity Thief. Great movie. I just saw that with the wife. 1962 is when he was born. 62 he was born. Jared? I think 71. 71. Say that again. Okay. Keep, keep doing it. Get it right. 68. 68. 72. 72. And 68 will take it again. Oh, my goodness. It is 69. Who had that, Barry? Barry. That would be me. Three. So everybody's around the same age here. Um, and this goes to Jared. Carl Weathers. Former professional football player turned Rocky. actor, best known for playing Apollo Creed in the Rocky series. Also played predominant roles in films like Predator, Little Nicky, and Happy Gilmore. He is a recurring role as himself in the comedy series Arrested Development, appearing alongside show's lead Jason Bateman, who also has the same birthday, but not the same year. Kyle Weathers, born today, what year? 1959. 59. 1948. 48. 50. 50. 48. No, I'm just kidding. It's 47. 47. 
47, you said. He was just kidding at 48. Too bad, because Barry gets two points. That's 48. Hell. What wow. the hell? Oh, too bad. He says he doesn't have his phone on him. I'm doing a full pat down when I lick his <laughs> yeah, armpit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just for fun, Barry, because uh, five to one to two to zero, but maybe Jared will get it and not be shut out. <clears throat> the last one is uh, Benedict Arnold. Today's oh, Benedict Arnold. You're a history British. buff. I don't know when Benedict Arnold's birthday. Most America's <laughs> famous traitor during the Revolutionary War. I'm helping you out here. Uh, after beginning his military career with the American Continental Army, he joined forces with the opposing British Army. What year? That would be me. Yeah. 1740. 1740. 1779. 1779. Uh, the eight has been very prominent, so I'm going 1778 for this round. 78. And this is when he joined the army or his birthday? His birthday. His birthday. I would say. Oh, it can't be. That's right. right. I would oh. say it can't be. 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> 30 and 8. 1738. 1738. And Barry said 1740. It's 1741. Barry, way oh, to wipe him out. Come, it's rigged. It's 1776. Rigged. There's no way you get he was six there. points. He wasn't born Mama afterwards. told me to knock you out. And he that's did. just what I did. He did. This and classic it, thing, classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Jonathan, you know he had the double, but he's like, you know what? That'll be too obvious. I'll just go one. Right. Yeah. Cheating. Cheating. Unbelievable. So that's a wipeout. So we, we know next week it's Barry. Uh, he's Maybe we should blindfold him for the next one. <laughs> no, but you guys, after Sounds 1776, like and I'm telling you, I'm giving you some hints. I, I was so I started guessing when the Revolutionary War was, not when he was born. I just forgot. Yeah. Ugh. That's the whole idea of it. So let's look in the mailbag. What's somebody saying bad about us? Uh, this is submitted through the contact us page of the cigar authority.com. And Pete a writes, Hey guys, I've been a listener since the whole FDA cigar apocalypse thing started and I've been following along pretty closely, but I would imagine that many cigar smokers are in the same situation. I am when it comes to actually understanding the application process that the FDA is imposing on these poor guys, please correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, the basic idea is that if you weren't an established cigar line before the predicate date, then you have to submit an application that divulges all possible information on the cigar and pay a fee of $10,000. As for what happens after that, maybe you can give us a Cliff's Notes version here. Are they facing an approved versus denied situation after submitting their application? And if they're approved, does that mean they can go on and exist as if they did meet the predicate date? Thanks in advance. And as always, keep doing what you're doing. Well, proven and denied, I, I guess that's the idea of it. What will happen is they will never approve nor deny it they will never get to it at all and it will never exist like it happens with cigarettes yeah, just look at how many outstanding applications there are with cigarettes yeah because if you deny someone to. they can sue you yeah if you never yeah they just never do it and you never can get yeah. in and that's it it's a it, it's shutting the door on uh the whole thing we have hopes with the new congress in there and a new president that takes effect next week um, that one of the uh, agendas is to stop overregulations. If there's ever been such an overregulation, this is it. And uh, I have a good feeling. At one point, he said, for every new regulation passed, they have to remove two. Let's I'm hope hoping, that they started cigar that's industry. He truly follows. Yeah. 
and and hopefully he's got the some some people have the ear. You know, um, who's that comedian? Uh, he just had a meeting with the uh, black comedian that Steve Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey, big cigar smoker. Yep. Huge. Who knows if he brought it up a little bit? Hopefully, um, Giuliani and different people. Um, you know, he's that have right, his ear. Yeah, he's in the right circle. Again, you know, I, I I read the numbers to you. How little we are. You know, and it, it's like not even on the radar radar for somebody, but it's a passionable product that, that people care about. Hopefully they do something about it. So uh, I wonder if that helps us or hurts us being that little people, because the fear of losing votes from such a small population might not play into it if we were a larger segment. I don't think he's all that concerned with votes at this point. Well, not just him. Some of the senators that are in close races in states being such a small number, if they let the possible loss of votes somehow um, affect how they vote on the matter. Yeah. The well-seasoned gourmand is in the building right now. That's right. Tommy Grella, who has a new show, The Well-Seasoned Gourmand. It's a new podcast. It's just about ready to start up. Uh, it has recorded its first show, but uh, has not uh, aired as of yet. Just a little heads up. He's in the, in the building. And uh, you'll hear more of him uh, as time goes on. So, uh, Chuck, you ready? What's your, what's your thought? It's just a wipeout today and we move on? Yeah, well, that's what everyone I, – I always get concerned when the, the overwhelming consensus is that, you know, the Patriots are going to blow them out. Some people are making ridiculous comments such as, oh, the Patriots have a bye week this week, right? And you're like, no, they're playing on Saturday night. Who are they playing? They're playing mm -hmm. the Texans. They have a bye week, right? So it's like they're underestimating the competition. Yeah, it's going to be a blowout. Anytime but the that players happens, aren't doing that. Hell no, 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 no. The players, I mean, they're treating this like, you know. Like, like this is the Super Bowl. Exactly. Every exactly. game is like the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm worried. I'm not just saying that because of superstition. I think it's going to be a, a lot closer than people. Uh, than Do you have a final score prediction? Uh, I think it's I'm going to be... 49-10. You just oh, can't Jesus. get enough of this thing you're, you're uh, boycotting. <laughs> I like to annoy you. No, it's going to be like 21-17. Wow, that 14. close? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we yeah. got a game here. It's gonna be a game. We got a absolutely. game. Jared, you into it at all? Yes, you yes, are. I absolutely. Okay, am. I am not. But uh, got any action on the game? No, I have no action. Yeah, I'm just a Patriots fan, and I'm looking forward to the game. So, where are you off to after uh, this? You so, what's your I'll, schedule look like? I've been home one time in January so far, um, my own bed. So, I'm looking forward. I've got a week of reporting and stuff like that to do to sum up and wrap up the end of the year in your office which is your bedroom which is my house yes yeah, yeah. and then i am going to uh i'll be in the carolinas i'll be in atlanta i will be traveling in the southeast and then okay. we've got some trips back in the mid Midwest. so you really you really must like to travel i do enjoy it i do enjoy because it because i can't imagine i don't like traveling at all like i i do all staycations all the time i don't like traveling at all you must love it I like the, the travel. We always say the travel is the work. Right. The travel is the work. When you get there, you're hanging out in the shop talking to cool people yeah. that, that you like, you know. So. so that's the tough part that's of what it, it is. The well, travel's the work, man. Again, congratulations to you. Um, Thank you so much. Certainly deserved. Yes, very good. Very good. It's uh, something uh, young guys getting into the business. Well, we, how far can I go? Looking in a couple of years, look, look at you. Look Appreciate at you. you guys. So congratulations once again. Okay, that's it. Um, I'm heading out to the Dominican Republic, but before that, we will do the show next week. And right from the show, just like uh, 
um, Chuck is leaving right after the show. I'm leaving, heading to the airport as soon as the show's over. But I will announce before I go, uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 32nd anniversary. We'll tell you all about that and uh, the plans we have for it and uh, who's going to be there. And, if you uh, need a radio announcer guy, Dave. Yes, I, I know <laughs> I where to go. Until then, you have been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Christoph Criollo, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven.